0: Welcome back to the Run Fast Podcast. We are live and rolling. I'm your host, Evan. I'm Miles. And we're your, we're your host of, the, of, of this, this series and the episode. Um, we're here, we're joined with two brothers, two experts, two big, big names in the Northeast Prep Running, two household names, I'd say, of Northeast Prep Running. I'm um, really excited to get these guys on. We have Callum and Gavin Sherry, currently of Stanford Track, Class of 2026. Um, we'll give you guys the floor to kind of introduce yourselves a little bit about yourselves, where you guys are from, why you run, how you got into running, a little bit about that. We'll pass the floor off to you guys.
1: For sure, yeah, we're happy to be here. So we're from Connecticut. We both started running pretty young. Um I think that probably the first road race I did was seven years old or something like that. Um, so got started early. Um, we did cross in middle school, and then really, I think things took off in high school. We played soccer earlier, and then once we got to high school, we decided to go running full time and I've never looked back since. Uh, we both it's the thing we love to do the most, and uh, so yeah, we're really excited to come out here and share about it.
2: Yeah, just like I mean, ever, ever since a young age, our, our parents have been like a very athletic. Our mother was a, a athlete, a, a collegiate athlete at um, a collegiate runner at uh, UMaine, and our dad played soccer at UConn. So just like growing up into the the athlete lifestyle, we we both played soccer from like age five and up. And then yeah high school high school was sort of the the switching point for for running and it it took off for both of us so yeah just um
3: it's it's crazy what uh how,
2: how things can go uh given a little time
0: awesome yeah
3: so yeah we'll get right right into it so much of our podcast audience is out here in the northeast um in connecticut northeast prep running and whatnot um so could you guys describe your experiences in the connecticut uh prep running system you know, who are your main competitors? Um, What were some courses, terrain, um, typically like compared to uh, other regions of the country?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I loved growing up in the Northeast system. I think that we're underrepresented a lot of the time. Um, But I think that we've got some of the best places for training, the best hills, the best trails, um, all that. I guess no altitude, but other than that. um, And so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've loved it. I think we had a really competitive scene um when we were going through the system so that was something we were really grateful for uh, people like aiden puffer michael bulky um plenty others um who were just like a a pleasure to race against um always a challenge um and in terms of like courses and stuff i mean wickham park for cross country that's where it's at nowhere better than run um so i mean i'm missing it even now so so yeah i don't know what more to say it's Really like we, we grew up next to a reservoir that I don't think that I would probably be a runner to like right now if I hadn't had that reservoir next to me growing up, which is pretty crazy to think about and something I'm super grateful for. And you know that's got Connecticut to thank for that. so
2: yeah for sure. I mean the, the Northeast, I would say is one of the like like at least for cross country like uh, one of the, the realest cross places like you can get, you know you got you got crazy conditions, whether it's like crazy cold in the fall. Or training through the summer, it's it's like ninety degrees and ninety eight percent humidity. It's like, uh, yeah, it's it's just. Uh, I feel like it produced, the, the Northeast produces a lot of gritty people, and I'm I'm thankful to uh, be a be a part of that. I would like to think, uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been a blast. I mean, can't get much better than Wickham Park. That's the that's the golden golden place right there. So,
0: I mean, I don't know if you guys have the same nickname for it, but there's this really big hill. At Wickham Park. It's called Big Mama. Big Mama. We always call it the Green
1: Monster. Okay, okay. (laughs) I like Big Mama,
0: to be honest. So, uh, there's a bunch of names for it, but many kids who run in Connecticut will know Big Mama, the Green Monster, or just the hill at Wickham Park. But really awesome to hear you guys' reflections about that. And I don't know. I'm I'm definitely in agreement about the Northeast producing gritty people. Like I'll see a lot on social media, especially with running stuff. Like a lot of the courses out in like the Midwest and out West are like super super flat, and like in California, a lot of it's on the road or on like like packed gravel. So, not much not much hilly terrain out there. But I will say, being from the West Coast and coming to the Northeast, it produces some really really gritty racing and a lot of interesting experiences over over different terrain.
1: Right. Yeah. I
0: mean, I think that's um,
1: something important for like Northeast runners to remember. Is like. I remember when I was younger and it's probably freshman, sophomore year, when I was looking on like the national timetables for like the best times in the country and you just see you're getting waxed by everybody and you're like, geez, maybe I'm not that good. But I think that it's really important to remember, like you're probably running on courses that are 30 seconds a minute slower than a lot of these other guys. And so, I mean, that's what Cross is all about. It's not thinking about like the times, just thinking about good effort and get out there and compete. So.
0: Yeah, we can't, can't forget um, Van Cortland. Van Cortland,
1: that's a, that's a tough course as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys were obviously premier runners in the state of Connecticut on your team at Conard, um, but also even nationally, you guys were a pretty well-recognized duo. Um, but how did you manage your role within the Conard running team, as well as maintaining the proper training load to achieve those national marks and achieve those national standards and to be able to be competitive nationally? So essentially, like, did, do you feel like the training you needed to do for your goals aligned with what Conard was giving you, or how did you manage that?
2: Yeah, I mean, most of our or all of our training was just taken care of by our coach, really. Like we, we really just uh, put our trust in our our coach, coach Ronald Knapp and uh, just, you know, put the trust in the system, put the work in and it just worked out really well. It's uh, we we I mean, uh, I think that like a lot of guys uh, focus on are, are starting to focus on like getting a lot of volume in now. Which is kind of a new thing, I would say, uh, in the in the sport of running. Like like I've I've heard some pretty crazy stories of like like guys getting up to like seventy, eighty miles a week, like before they're even hitting senior year. And it's just like it's I, I think that the that's some that's a uh, that's one training philosophy that works for a lot of guys. And I think that once you get into college with the the longer races, that's that's how it goes. But uh we we generally just stuck around like like we built up from like probably like mid thirties, like freshman year up to like 50, 55 miles a week, uh, senior year. And that was all we really needed. We, we put the work in on the track, obviously, uh, with the insane racing schedule of like every week that's happened, that just like seems to be high school. That's just all also really good, uh, good strength work. But, um, yeah, we put, put the trust in the system, didn't really question it. Just, just put our hearts out there and, yeah, that's that's how we how we got to where we are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that in terms of like conflict with our team, we didn't we never really had to like cross that bridge cuz we were like pretty minimalist training um like relative to some of the other top guys, so um you know, I mean, we did more miles than most of the guys on our team. Like you said, we were probably doing 50-55 senior year and most guys might be doing like 35-40, but like most of the workouts were the same. We easy ran with all the other guys like every day. Um, So I think it it worked out well. It it, like allowed for us to be like part of the team. I think that's important in high school is to like still be a part of your high school like still like obviously interact with everyone on your high school like it's not like like running at the end of the day while you're competing individually is still uh, like a team atmosphere and I think that's important to like uphold and so that's what we tried to do throughout high school and uh, I think it, it went well. I really enjoyed it. I think hopefully my teammates enjoyed it too so yeah.
3: No, yeah, for sure. um, so while we're on the topic of like high school running and, and like reflecting on that those years, um could you guys you know describe some of your favorite moments or memories from you know your time at Conard?
1: yeah, um I mean, for me, I think some of the most fun things uh senior year in indoor, uh we went one and two in nationals, which was like really special um super exciting race, and it was, at least for me, it was like a big breakthrough time wise so that was probably one of the races that I was the most happy about through my career. Um, but other than that, I think 4 by 8s were a big thing for us in high school. So, you know, if you're from the Northeast, that's like basically every high school sends their 4x8s every meet. And we were mm-hmm. doing that every single week, sometimes twice a week. And sometimes it was like, dang, I really want to like rest up from my other events. But at the end of the day, looking back, I think it was like a fun thing to be a part of. And so some years we went pretty far. We did pretty well with our teammates. And I think that was like one of the highlights of, uh, high school running for sure.
2: Yeah. The four by eight, that was a, that was a awesome event. I mean, we had, yeah, we had a few years that we, we really got down like, uh, like pretty competitive with the state. And it was just, it's just a, it's a cool feeling to have like a, a team of guys that are actually like, you're all contributing to the same time. You know, it's it like, like, uh, it, it's, it just builds on that, that atmosphere to, um, like just, just working as a team, uh, rather than kind of running alone. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, I, I like, I just, I would say like Wickham, every single race on Wickham is like, a, that's just like in the like best, like memory compartment I have. Like, that's just, uh, it's just, I don't know, the cross country in the Northeast, I would say is one of the, one of the best uh, experiences you can have as a runner.
0: Yeah, I will say the Northeast takes the crown for the most beautiful weather out in the fall. And all the leaves right. and the colors, it's so... It's yeah, no,
1: it's special. You finish up your race, get some apple cider or something. <laughs> it's a true Northeast experience.
0: And so, I mean, having gone all the way out to the West Coast to Stanford, take us through your recruitment process and highlight sort of the major factors you were looking for in a school. And how did you navigate that process as as brothers? And was that even a factor for you guys when you were considering uh, college recruitment?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think that we first started getting, like, calls from coaches. I think it opens up after your sophomore year. Or,
2: like, start of junior year, I think?
1: Yeah, yeah. like, sophomore, after your sophomore year, the summer of after your sophomore year is when they can start calling, I think. So, yeah, um, we just started communicating with them then. Um, we more or less had pretty similar schools, like a few different ones, Um but I think that we we wanted to keep the process like a little bit separate for both of us. Um, like one visits, obviously, if we're visiting the same school, we went to, at the same time. We weren't like going crazy about it. But we wanted to like make the decision individually um because at the end of the day, like that's the most important thing. And we happen to both have the same favorite school, which is a nice thing, I guess. and uh, that's just how it like check <laughs> out. So, but yeah, uh, Gavin could tell you a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that that's really that's it. I mean, we just uh, went about it individually we we had a, a few separate visits um but besides that it didn't really matter like how far the school was uh it was more just like does it align academically and does it align athletically with our interests and like i mean i guess uh I guess the fact that we both uh, were attracted to Stanford shows that we're uh, similar people in a way, which <laughs> makes sense given that we're twins. But uh, I mean, it doesn't doesn't always work out that way. So uh, yeah, I mean, just um, it was a it was a fun, stressful experience, but uh, glad glad how it worked out. Wouldn't have uh, picked any other way.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that stanford's a special place because you don't have to compromise on the athletic or academic sides of things and so that's like super i mean not unique i guess there there are plenty of other schools that are great academically and athletically but for us i think this was just like the the model school on both ends so it's kind of like a no-brainer i guess like of course we explored other options i think you always should but at the end of the day it was just like what we both wanted to do from the start and what we ended up choosing as well so
3: Kind of going back to the northeast kind of thing, and kind of wrap up that that topic. Um, what do you hope your impact uh, has been on the reputation of northeast running? Um, either you know, take that as cross country or even track and field.
2: Yeah, I mean, overall, just like like I I just I hope to be an inspiration to to any northeast runner. Like it, it's it's kind of hard to put into words, but I I really just want people to, to see what I've done and what or what we've done and just, I mean, go try to do better. I mean, like, it's just, it, it's, it's elevating the, the sport and that's just how it works with time. Like we're already seeing, it's like, like, like high schoolers are starting to run ridiculously fast now. Like sub four is like hardly even an achievement at this point. And I mean, it's like, I mean I, it's crazy like it, the people just keep getting better and better and that's all you can really hope for. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah I mean I think I agree I think the most important thing is, is just like it, you want to be a model for everybody who's coming through the system and I think that hopefully we put the northeast on the map a little bit. Um, I think that we had a really good like class of seniors when we were coming through and like not just Connecticut but I know like a lot of other um, northeast states had a lot of a lot of good guys who are now freshmen and freshmen in college and that's exciting to see um i feel like like i said we've been slept on a little bit in the past um so yeah i just want to to i, I want to be remembered in the northeast for just being uh, a good representative i guess
0: yeah all the high schoolers out there in the northeast you heard it first here time to chase after all of the sherry's records um time to break them. <laughs> we
2: want them broken. So come
0: um, good little segment there on the Northeast Running. We will break to an ad, we'll be right back with you guys in like 30 or so seconds. <laughs> okay, so we are back with Gavin and Callum Sherry of Stanford. Um, moving on from the this, subject this of high school and Northeast Running, getting a little bit more into the Stanford era of their careers so far, as it is a young and promising time, um, a lot to look forward to here. But how have your first few months on campus kind of shaped up to your expectations before you first arrived as students?
2: Um, I mean
1: I think like so far I've loved it here. Um I, I I think it's like everything I would have expected um better if that's possible. Um I, I really was excited to come here. It's like a place I've been dreaming of coming um ever since I was little. And so to say that is like really gratifying um to be here and still like have it live up to my expectations. But I think that really is the truth. Like whether that's athletically like the team, um, I really love the guys on the team. I think that we have like a a really like tight knit team uh, of people that I really enjoy being around. Um, academically, it's been really cool to explore like classes I was never able to choose in high school when I was like didn't have enough freedom to choose in high school, and now you can just kind of do whatever, um, explore a bunch of like unique hard classes, um, and then just kind of customize the academic experience to whatever you want. Um, outside of that, like I think socially, it's been really cool to just meet like a bunch of like special people. Obviously, Stanford's like home to like a bunch of people who are just crazy achievers whether that's athletically or academically or outside of that um so yeah I, I think just in every way shape and form it's it's lived up to my expectations and surpassed them so
2: yeah I mean it's exactly that really it's just it, it's I mean it, I, I've loved it here so far it's been amazing and I'm just excited to 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 keep going to uh, I mean, it, it was a big adjustment. I will say, from high school, it's it's quite different. Uh, college, you have, I would say, a decent amount more free time. Um, the the switch from, I would say, the uh, the athletic is switch was more like uh, was greater for us than the academic, because I feel like academics, you always sort of just like, like at least for us, we've always kind of grinded away. Like whatever whatever classes you're taking, you're just you're gonna you're gonna work hard. Go go for an A. Just do your best. Uh, but for athletics, um, it it really takes like a lot more time out of your day, and it's just like it's it's so cool because it's like you're finally like a uh, like like you're able to devote more of your energy to just becoming a better runner, which is like the best thing that you, we could possibly ask for. So I mean, yeah, it's it's been it's been a, an amazing experience
0: here. So. Kind of keeping that subject of improving yourself as a runner, can you guys describe Santos as a coach and as someone you've kind of been under leadership from? And what is his coaching emphasis or philosophy with the Stanford guys?
1: Yeah, um, I I really love being coached by Coach Santos. I think he's like it's unique in the fact that he's like really like chill with the guys. Um, It's kind of like a a really chill environment. Like um, it's not nothing too official on either end, but I think that that's kind of cool and unique um in terms of like training philosophy I think that he's like super heavily based in um base training so that conflicts with what we did in high school in high school we did like a lot more um like speed based training especially in the track season like most of our workouts consisted of 400 200s like we we hardly even touched 800s in the track season and which I think is it's pretty unique um a lot of people like did uh, like at least from talking to guys on the team and talking about the top runners it seems like we're like a little bit in our own category there. Um, like we we hardly even did long runs in high school. So in terms of the base category, we weren't really excelling too much. but and then here it's like the complete opposite. Um, I think that like most of our a lot of our workouts will be like five eight to ten mile tempo, like um like I don't know, it's like a lot of two k repeats, which I've never done a two k repeat in my life before um, coming here. so it's it's definitely like a huge training um, change up and i think that's part of the reason both of us haven't seen like necessarily the best times or results thus far um which is obviously a little bit frustrating but i think it's just part of the process and it's something that like it takes time to adjust to um i'm running like 150 percent of my mileage from high school which is a big jump as well so it's kind of expected things aren't going to feel like fantastic um so far but definitely hoping um to see upward trajectory soon. I mean that's kind of the trust in the process, trusting Coach Santos, and that's something something that I do hundred percent. So
2: Yeah, I mean like with with change is gonna come like difficulties. It's uh it, we went from like like very like I would say like technical and like speed, like like touching on like a high like high end pacing. And now we're just working on strength, strength, strength. And I mean it's just uh, something that's gonna pay off with time. That's just but well, you just got to you got to put your trust in the system, uh, just like we did in high school and just keep plugging away. So, uh, I mean, another uh, I was actually uh, injured um, from like preseason of cross country all the way through until like the beginning of uh, indoor track. And then I like rolled my ankle in indoor track and was out for another two weeks. So I've I've spent more time on the bike than I, I have uh, running here which is definitely a, um, a big change, <laughs> but, uh, it's, I mean, um, I, I'm still, I'm still seeing improvement in overall strength. And I'm, I'm like, uh, I would say that my aerobic system is just increasing as well. It's, it's, it's all just, uh, it, it's a, it's a, we're playing the long game, I would say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well it, it's just, a it'll, it'll pay out eventually, but yeah, right now it's just, a little tough to see
0: results. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of base training, I, I don't know if I saw this correctly on Strava, but you guys threw down an insane run today. That was like a fifteen. 15- <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Today, that.
1: <laughs> today was a bit quick. That was a bit of a a bit of an accident, I suppose. We were <laughs> on a flat flat long run, we're used to doing some hills on the long run, and we just ended up cranking a little bit. So I think it was like five. 48 or something for 15 miles, um, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely like where our, where our training like excels right now. Like the stuff I can do tempo wise right now is like not even comparable to what I could do in high school. Or I guess that makes it sound like I was better in high school, but I'm much better at tempo stuff and uh, like the long stuff than I was in high school. So like, for example, we've done, I've done like nine mile tempo at five flat pace. I did like a 10 mile at 5:05, which all those are just like I couldn't even dream of that in high school. That would seem absurd. I mean, some of my races in cross were like those paces. Um, so I, I just like it, it. really is crazy to see when you're going through a 10 mile tempo and you hit your like 5k, your 5k time from high school cross country, and you're just like, dang, I got to do three of these in a row. But um, but like that, that's something I can do now, and that's exciting. Um, but like I said, it's just I think that it comes at the cost of. Right now, the speed just feels a little bit uncomfortable, um, but that's just something I think that to establish a base is really important. That's part of Santos's philosophy, and then you can add in the speed at any time you want later on.
2: Dito. I mean, it's just that's the it's the way it's the way it goes, I guess. I mean, <laughs> we're we're just building up strength, and uh, yeah, I, like even even despite my like months out of uh, out of running training, just like like on the bike. Uh, I'm still able to like do way crazier tempos than what I could do in high school. Like my my strength really has just like improved significantly. Like like today's run, like it was just like like l- blowing off a little steam after the 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 like the the races on we had on Friday, which was like I mean like the fact that we can both do that now is really impressive. So it's just it's just um, just gotta keep plugging away and
3: yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's really inspiring to see, like, that, that like, progression over time. You really reflect on that and see where you are now. Um, I, I mean, that's really interesting. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, geographic, geographical location where you guys are at Stanford now in the Bay Area and, you know, Evan and I being Bay Area natives, um, I do I, – I am interested in, uh, you know, how, how, how is it living in the Bay now compared to, you know, East Coast out here in Connecticut Um so, yeah, what's that adjustment been like, in, not only in terms of running, but also, like, you know, lifestyle?
1: Yeah, it's cool for sure. I love it out here. Um, I think it's, in all honesty, it's pretty similar to where we're from. Um, like, it's pretty, like, suburban. It's a little bit more, like, upscale here, I guess. But um, it's pretty, like, just similar in general, I feel like. So it's not – it hasn't been, like, a huge adjustment Um but I mean, some changes, I guess, would be weather. Weather is awesome here for the most part. There's been a lot of rain this year, which I, I hear is uncommon. I, I don't have any point of reference, but um, but other than that, I mean, it's just beautiful here. Like, I cannot remember a day in the winter back home when I'm running shirtless, and here it's basically every day. So it's, it's really like something cool. Um, I think it can, it, it's like, there's pluses and minuses as far as training goes where it's like in the northeast you gotta you know get get accustomed to the weather gotta get tough that type of stuff but here like you can just train like you can do better workouts in the winter like objectively Um, that's just something we couldn't do back home so i think like i said the pluses and minuses and i've done one so now i'm ready to move on to the other and i'm liking
2: it for right now yeah i mean it's just uh it's it's simply just easier to to have more effective training i mean like whether it's it's uh very hot and humid or very cold and snowing in the northeast it's just it's more difficult to like really like put yourself out there in a workout so i mean having the the temperature and conditions just be so like baseline for so long here it's just i mean that's definitely i would say a uh, training advantage that we've gained uh since coming here and yeah it's it's been really great like the Uh, I will say one difference that, um, is, um, interesting is that, uh, we in back at home, but in the reservoir, we would just do Hills like every day. Like we would probably get an average of like, like, I don't know, 800 feet elevation gain per run. But around here, it's like, we're getting like, maybe like, like 100, 200 feet, like on, on like a good day. So for, for Hills wise. So that's just like a one, uh, training, like Uh, difference that we we've experienced since coming here uh and yeah it's it's i don't know i mean we'll we'll see how that uh that affects us when we do some hills uh in cross but uh yeah going back home for the summer too that's going to be interesting but uh yeah so far i think that's um it's a it's good for it's it's been very effective training here
1: so i will say one thing about the hills though is uh you kind of you can get both if you want here which is pretty interesting like you can get bigger hills than we could ever get back home Um, within like a very close uh, distance. Like for example, I think it was last Sunday, I ran like 2,300 feet elevation gain or something. um, And just in like the, the mountains right behind Stanford. And that's just like, that's something I could never do back home. So, I mean, I think it's like a caveat to what Gavin was saying. Like a lot of the time on average, an elevation change is definitely less here, but you can, like if you want to, you can go on the trails, go on the hills, which I do usually for like long run stuff. Um, so you can kind of get a, like a mix of both, which I think is unique about the Bay Area and super cool.
0: Yeah, I will say, I mean, we chose to go out to Loomis just because like I me personally, like I had to have seasons. Like I'm glad you guys enjoy right, the right. weather. It's so consistent back in the area. But I had to have seasons. And that was one thing that Connecticut has that the Bay Area and the West Coast kind of fails to fails to match. Like, like The winters here, maybe not so much this year, just because there's been there, there was no snow and it was sort of cruddy out. And so, like, training was was miserable. It's like, 20 degrees, but there's no snow to look at. But I will say, like, it's so beautiful out here when you get those seasons that it's just totally different back in the Bay Area.
1: No, I will say I do miss fall a little bit. That's the one. Fall is my season that I miss the most because out here, I feel like it's just, like, I missed it. Fall and winter, it's just, like, you. I don't know. I I just don't know what happened to it. It was summer. It blended into a little bit cooler, and then now, like, we're getting back into spring, and I just don't know where it all went. Um, but, yeah, I, do, I will say I miss the seasons a little bit, but the change is, is cool to experience. So I like it both ways.
0: Yeah. And so at Stanford, can you take us through a day in the life and how those, I mean, classes work out, how practice works and how you guys have picked up balancing school and running?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, the one of the great things about college is that you can sort of um, uh, just like make it as hard as you want, really, with the number of classes that you're taking. So uh you could destroy yourself and take a insane amount of units as well as uh you know compete on a uh athletic team but um you can also just like kind of tame it down a little which is what most of our guys do uh we just uh you know figure out what our core classes are gonna be and then set up the quarter uh, from there and yeah you you just uh wake up at uh, a nice a nice uh good like nine nine o'clock it's beautiful i mean canny i can't remember the last time i woke up before seven o'clock it's high school high school's a rough world uh but, <laughs> but um then just like going going to classes uh it, it, it's just college colleges has been a really cool experience I've, I've loved the classes that i've taken here they've been very challenging um but also very interesting so it's been fun and then we have a practice at 3 30. Uh, every day except um Wednesday and then weekends, because uh, I guess there's some like NCAA rule or something about a number of practices. But uh, yeah, we have practice at 3.30. Uh, Mondays and Thursdays, we have lift at 5.30. Uh, um, and we have our workouts on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, Tuesdays, uh, well, in cross, you, go, you you pretty much end up going to Baylands both times, in the week right Depends, uh, but yeah, so yeah time. we uh there's this uh, bixby park uh it's like i don't know 10 minutes wow. away yeah yeah it's a great super expansive flat hard packed gravel it's like uh it's like the last 800 meters of uh, van cortland except you could go like forever on it so it's just like yeah it, and that's where we do all of our tempos and uh and cross we do like fartlek workouts there Hill repeats. and yeah and then some hill repeats there's like a a, a couple hills there but uh yeah uh and then <clears throat> most uh, in winter and uh, spring we we do tuesday track workouts so yeah just uh get go to practice generally start at 3:30 Whether, if you have lifts you i generally end up at it's like 7:30 by the time i'm done and then uh uh just uh dinner and Dinner, a little bit of work in bed and rinse and repeat. Um, yeah.
1: I mean to to get a little bit more specific, I guess, from his
2: uh, <laughs> today, We
1: got basically if you if you were to wake up at nine, um, let's think we got it since Stanford's on quarter system, uh, I guess it's trimesters, they say quarter because they count summer as a quarter, but that allows us to take like less classes at one time. So I think that I was probably taking four or five classes last quarter. Um, which basically means that most days you're only going to have like one to two, like one to three classes probably is, is a pretty typical day. So on an easier day, like I would wake up at nine, go to class at 1030 and that's it until practice just do work, whatever. Um, on like my busier day, I would have class at like, I think it was like 1030 and then 1230 and then 130. And then I'd pretty much finish up and go right to practice afterwards. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's like you said, it's dependent on your schedule. Um, and then after practice, we usually, and breakfast is at athlete dining here, which is a uh, pretty unique. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think some schools have it for sure, but, um, it's, it's nice to have that. It's just like, a, you know, you have more options, more consistent options. Um, and then, so breakfast and dinner is served there and then lunches, you can go to, you go to like the regular dining halls. Um, so usually like Gavin doesn't get lunch, I don't think. Uh, I get lunch probably like grab a a small snack at around noon or something and then after practice usually the team will have dinner together at Athlete Dining again that's usually like seven to eight or so and then yeah like I said back to the dorm work rinse repeat and that's that's basically it
0: and I mean Bixby Park is a lot of fond memories for me I don't know about Miles, not so fun, because oh Lex God. and Leo, <laughs> I, keep, I keep dogging him about this, but Lex and Leo held, a, held an awesome group, meet, group run there, and oh, you know, right, 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 Nico was right. there as well, and I mean, we were, I was relatively in shape, I think I had just come off, like, a tooth surgery, but, like, I, we were, like, they said, oh, it's going to be eight miles easy, like, everyone should be able to hang on, and, you know, by mile two, we're going, like, 630 pace, and, Jeez. like, I think like 70 guys like had come and then like 50 had dropped off the back. It was, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that an easy run, but I mean, Nico made it look easy, but Bixby park definitely, um, familiar and fun location to run. At. I will say it's, it's very flat, but there's that, there's like, this one route where you go out by the peninsula and it's like just on that single track and it's surrounded by water. It's so beautiful out there.
1: No. Yeah, it's really pretty. And there's a couple other places we go around here. Um, Huddard park, um, for long runs sometimes. Well, at least start in Hutter. Some of the guys, a lot of the guys don't like to go all the way to the top, but me and Gavin, coming from the northeast, like the hills, <laughs> so a lot of time we'll go all the way to the top. Um, and that's, like, super beautiful, like, forests, redwoods, the whole line. And then um, Arashadero Park we go to, just uh, run from campus. Um, Foothills Preserve. Um, or I guess it's Arashadero Preserve, I think it's called, technically. But, yeah, there's, there's plenty of beautiful areas around here, which are just, like, super cool. Um, so it, it's been really cool to like, explore the area, explore trails around here and all the running opportunities.
3: As far as like the, you know, the team, team aspect of you know, Stanford running, uh, you, know, as you two as up and coming freshmen with you know, a lot of potential, um, what, what has your role been on the team thus far? And you know, how do you anticipate your role on the team to grow um, or yeah, and as you get older in the program?
1: Yeah, I mean, as of right now, I think our role is just to to work hard, um, show up every uh, show up at practice, work hard. Um, and, you know, I think that's that's basically all that's expected of anyone on the team. Um, it's just to, to do your best and work hard and nobody's going to like cheer up you if you're uh, just just doing your best. It's, that's I mean, it's all they can ask for, really. And I think, like I said earlier, it's a it's a really good team dynamic, at least for me, I think. Like, I've always been, I've been treated well by everyone on the team. I've really enjoyed being here. Like, it's, there's not much of, like, a, like there's no separation based on, like, seniority or whatever. Like, everyone hangs out with everybody, and that's, that's cool to see. Um, so, yeah, I, I really have enjoyed it. Um, I guess, looking forward, I think probably as you get older, you have a little bit more of an obligation to, like, introduce yourself to the younger guys, be a leader, obviously. Um, and, like, I think that's something that I've taken advantage of is, when I have a question about training or anything like that, I'll go to the guys, go to Charles, Cole, Kai, Devin, whatever. Um, there's plenty of guys, like, literally anybody that's older than me is a great, like, source for information, um, whether that's about, like, injury, um, injury prevention, just, like, training, sleep, whatever you want. Um, you know, the guys are, like, a wealth of information. It's been super cool to have that because that's not something we really had in high school.
2: Yeah, I mean, just, like, like the, the second we're on campus, uh, we're in our little... Our little uh, freshman trio of me, Cal, and Zane, and it's just like we just instantly just tagged onto the group, and we're just pulled along for the ride. And it's like it's 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 one of the most amazing experiences I've had. It's like you just it, there's always people ahead of you, at least so far uh, at this point. Uh, I mean, the the t- the people that we're running with are truly just incredible runners, uh, amazing people. And like Calum said, amazing sources of information, just always, always ready to help you out. Just, uh, just always, always there to support you and being like, like going from that semi like leadership role in high school to just like being like, like, just, just like grabbing onto the coattails of the greats. It's just like, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a cool experience and it's been a lot of fun. So.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's been a change. Like, obviously in high school um, we were the best people at our school so it's like we're always just doing workouts us too um, and coming here you know there's plenty of people we're in like the slower of the two workout groups you're getting jobs sometimes you're <laughs> always working crazy hard you're getting waxed at practice and I think that's that's like it's fun to be a part of um, and like I said it comes with like that all that's expected of us is just to like hang on and like everyone knows we're freshmen everyone knows we're like going up in mileage whatever so it's just expected you work hard and hang on the best you can and that's really different from high school but really interesting to be a part of
3: i mean you guys you guys seem or you make it seem like being a freshman is awesome i can say as as a for me as a freshman in high school i've had my fair share of freshman hazing you know (laughs) uh uh, like on a run you know carry the speaker um that's one thing also also the classic term of you know oh this kid what a freshman or you know such a freshman right. thing to say um but i don't know if that's the same in college but yeah i would no. say
2: yeah. i mean like we've experienced very little very little of that uh here at stanford so that's that's a that's one of the great things about the the guys here but um yeah uh that 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 can happen, I suppose, <laughs> depending yeah, I mean, on who you're who you're
1: with. <laughs> take a wrong turn on a run or something, you might get shirts yeah. a little bit for being a freshman. But other than that, I mean, there really hasn't been any any sort of hazy or anything. It's just been, like I said, a really welcoming team, which is 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 a cool thing to be a part of. I know it's not like the, it's a luxury not everyone else gets um, out of their freshman year, so I'm really thankful.
0: Thankful. Hundred percent, yeah. And I'll say, like, as a junior, like, I mean, his freshman experience was different than mine. I think. You guys are familiar with Jake and Alejo, Jake Latrek, and yeah, Alejandro Rincón, yeah, yeah. and, and those guys were my seniors when I was a freshman, and that was a different type of team. And like, I mean, I, I, whatever you think your hazing was, I'd, I'd have to say it was. It's, it's, pretty light compared to what I had to go through. It wasn't like violent or dangerous or anything, but it was just like, I recall very specifically having to carry the tent, um, to every track and cross country meet. Um, yeah. that was a big thing for the freshmen, and those tents, those tents are heavy, man. Like. Like the track tents, they say like the big like Connor running or Connor Dragon field. Like those are big tents.
1: No, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. They yeah are. We we carried a few of those in our day. <laughs>
0: Relatable, yeah. But you know, we're off the bus. Jake and Lehigh will go. Evan carry the tent, and that was that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I have I mean, we probably have. I feel like we we've, we've maybe had like a few responsibilities here, like similar type stuff, but really nothing major i mean that's one of the luxuries of being on a college team is like a lot of those things are taken care of um like a lot of like the grunt work is is offloaded to like whoever is in charge of that and there's just a lot more like there's a lot more people around to help out than a high school team um which is which is cool
0: yeah and so kind of banking back on that like subject of like older people or older like sort of mentors or leaders how have those people you've kind of mentioned like charles cole um, probably Kai and Evan as well. Um, what are those people the, and the older guys on the team, how have they been mentors to you, resources specifically? And like, what are a few times you guys have come to them for sort of for advice or for mentorship or, or any like key moment that you think they've helped you grow as runners?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that they're, they're, like I said, they're great, like source of information. They're like the first people I go to whenever I have a question about training or anything like that. So I guess. I mean, one of the more recent things before I was racing recently, like I asked Charles, like, what's he typically shake out in the morning if he has a night race, like stuff like that, little things. Um, But also I remember, like, if something's nagging me, I might ask Charles or somebody else. I think Charles and Cole are usually like pretty good people to go to for for, like recovery type stuff, like exercises and stuff. So if you want to, they've given me like suggestions for injury prevention and stuff like that. other than that, I don't really know, like, specific instances, but I, I know for sure, like, it's, I'm just, like, i blanking on them, but I know for sure there's been plenty of times I've gone to, um, like, upperclassmen on the team about, like, cross-training or, like, literally anything under the sun, um, sleep, bedtime, like, just, like, trying to pick their brains about, like, what the type of, like the their schedule, like, eating, I think, is a big thing um, that I've asked about to other people, um, just that type of thing. It's just been, like, you know, you never really have somebody who's, like, like a, a easy source to go to for those things. And then coming here, it's, like, all these people that are so much better than you. So, it, like, can't hurt to ask them a few questions whenever something pops
2: up. Yeah, and, I mean, it's not necessarily just, like, asking questions. Like, just them being there, they're just incredible role models. Like, you can just do your best to emulate, like, some of the greatest runners in the NCAA. And, hey, that's that's probably going to be a pretty good, uh, like routine or whatever so like whether it's a meal or like like you're all hanging out as a group and then like one of the guys says oh i'm going to bed maybe you go to bed too it's like yeah. it's, it's just like yeah it's like uh like following following in their footsteps really is um something that i i mean we've both been trying to do and i think is uh something that's incredibly helpful and like for for cross training, there there are, are a couple guys who've been who's experienced injury because we're in the sport of running. It's like it's just something that happens to a lot of people. and coming here, like it's pretty it was pretty embarrassing. like i I, I show up like all fit for my summer training. I'm doing great in the first couple workouts and then like, oh, injury, uh, getting an MRI, and it's like, oh, you're not gonna run for like three months. So it's like, instantly like i was just on the bike and like it was a bit it was a it was a bit of like it it was kind of hard to take but having the guys that have experienced that already be there it's like you just ask them what they're doing like like what they've done in the past try to figure out um like from from their experiences just what you think the best course of action is and uh yeah just just try to try to do your best to emulate the best and that's uh that's how you that's
3: how you get there I guess no yeah totally um what have what have been the most significant moments uh I guess growth for you guys um so far at Stanford and you know perhaps any like favorite moments
1: one of the biggest things is just like I feel like college has kind of been like a, a hard reset button like when you get to the end of high school you know we were competing well running fast and you you feel like you're on the top of the world like you're you're elite, you're like this and that. And that's definitely like it's definitely super different when you show up to college and you just get waxed by everybody. And like you know like this is a whole different ball game and you change up the training. Um things don't react like you want them to, like that type of thing. And I think it's just been like the biggest learning moment has just been like accepting that like the transition is gonna be hard. And I think that's something that like a lot of people don't like acknowledge a lot of the time is that like switching to college is a hard thing like it's not going to go that the way you want it to always of course there's cases where it happens for people but that's not always going to be the case for you um so i think that it's just like people need to be a little bit more like open-minded going to college about like you know like things might not go to plan exactly um i feel a little bit like i did like i said like freshman sophomore year of high school when it's like Okay, I need to assess, like, why aren't these things going well and change those things, you know, but also just trust the process. And then hopefully, you know, as I get older, then things will go like they did in high school. You just progress. You get better over the years, get more confident over the years, um, that type of thing. Um, But yeah, I think just just learning that it's a it's a long term process for sure. And uh, like, you know, I I think that one thing that's important, though, is like, even though, you know, it's a learning process, you know that it's gonna take time. You never get complacent. I think like complacency is always dangerous. Like you wanna like, no matter whether it's a learning process or not, you're gonna be worse right now. Like there's this reason, there's that reason. You can't just like, you know, you can't just say, oh yeah, I'll get better. Don't worry about it. Like you always gotta be focused on getting better. Like you wanna run fast now. You don't wanna run fast later. Um, And hopefully running fast later will happen. But like the best thing that you can do to run fast later is try to run fast now, I think so. Um, that's kind of like, I think been my, my learning curve, but obviously there's plenty more things to learn. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of things I, I don't know, have no clue about. Um, so yeah. Yeah.
2: And I mean, even if things don't go your way, like, like you get injured like myself, uh, like being where I am right now is honestly, like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of incredible. Like when I think about it, because like like it's it, it's really hard to like like keep yourself in the in the competitive mindset and just like like staying motivated. I mean, i've i I don't really find much difficulty with that. i I'm a pretty motivated person, but just like being on the bike for like months at a time, it's just like it, it sometimes it can be a little hard to like see the end of the road. But um, like I'm like here I am back training, and I'm already doing things that I was like, Like, like I I would say that I'm more fit than I I was when I came into college and I haven't done that much running. So it's like even when things don't go your way, you can still you still will like pull through as long as you just, you know, don't give up. Just keep going at it. So just like like getting over this, this injury has been uh, a crazy learning experience and mindset like changing uh thing that's happened to me but i'm i'm you know i'm grateful that i went through it because i think it's made me, a, made me a, a stronger person overall
0: so yeah well glad to see you back in action we got to see you debut at the cardinal classic i think i think it was earlier um in march um i'm in that 1500 and then calum you're in the you're in the 3k and 3k steeple i'm sorry and then oh my god i actually i was i was snapping some photos that day and some videos i would have sent over but i don't have my camera on me right now so unfortunate but i did snap some photos if i get around to, i'll get them to you guys if i get around to find them but looking forward and kind of on a smaller scale so far like looking at towards this outdoor season are there any sort of big opportunities marked on your calendar as like a big breakout race opportunity or any bigger goals you want to achieve this season specifically
1: yeah for sure um i think that um i want to say in three weeks we have peyton jordan um which i i believe i'm running the 10k at Um, which I've never run track 10k, I've hardly run track 5k, and (laughs) I don't think I've ever run a 10k, yeah, I I didn't do 10k in cross either, so first 10k ever, Um, and I think that's gonna be exciting, Um, like I said, I think that right now my training's been like really base focused, and that's what I'm excelling at at the moment, so like the longer the better for me in my opinion right now, so I think that's something that I'm really excited about, Um, I know that I'm probably also going to race another steeple. Um, I think I don't know what my opinion is on steeple yet to in all honesty. Um, I think it's like an interesting race. I would probably prefer not to become a steepler, but with that said, I think it still represents like a a opportunity for a lot of growth because I I haven't done it yet a lot. And uh, the first race definitely had some uh, technical difficulties, you could say. Uh, I felt definitely (laughs) limited by my my technique. I'd never jumped over a hurdle until like three days, four days before that race. So, um, but you know, I got through it and it was like a learning experience. It was fun. Um, so yeah, looking forward to doing that one again. Um, I think I'm probably going to run a 5k after that. Uh, I would like to run sub 14 minutes. Um, definitely, like I said, like speed right now is pretty uncomfortable. Um, so I think it is like a, it's a tough goal to achieve for me at the moment, but you know, that's that's what we're here for uh, set tough goals and uh trying to achieve them so excited for that excited for the 10k excited for the 3k steeple and just see how it all shakes out
2: yeah i mean like for me I'd, I'd say i'm not really like setting setting a specific date in stone where it's like this is the day i'm gonna go crazy i'm gonna like beat all my prs it's like I'm just going to sort of take, take each race as it goes. Uh, uh, hopefully just like cut down my times as much as possible. And I will say uh, that that taste of the, uh, the 5k I got on Friday was, um it was like, I'll be it. I did bonk with like four laps to go, but I, uh, I, I feel like I can, I can really see a fast time in the 5k. Like uh, I, I don't, I don't know what I'll be able to do this, this season, uh there there probably won't be too many opportunities for a 5k uh for me but um hopefully hopefully i can get at least like one or two more in and uh, yeah like like callum sub 14 is just like such a cool barrier uh so i'm hoping hoping for that and uh yeah just just get a little more training under the legs trust the process and just uh yeah
3: full send it full send it at every go oh yeah um as far as goals go um could you touch on, you know, your goals for your entire collegiate career? Long term, yeah. Or yeah, like long term. I think, collegiately, um, you know,
1: I, I want to be at the top of the collegiate level. And all honesty, like I'm going to do everything I possibly can to be a top collegiate runner by the time I'm headed out of here, um, and as soon as possible, preferably. But of <laughs> course, like we've been talking about, it takes time. Um, but I think, like you said, like I said earlier, like you got to set lofty goals and running's like the sport that I love to do. It's the thing I love to do the most when I go out every day, go for a run. is the best part of my day. So I think, yeah, I, I set my goals as high as I can. NCA title, we'll say it. But, um, you know, it doesn't. I mean, I think there's no harm in there's no harm in shooting for the stars. Like, it, I mean, it's like I said, I, I don't see any problem with that. And that's what I'd love to do
2: yeah exactly just just shoot for the top i mean i think a uh, ncaa title and cross would be like one of the coolest things you can possibly experience just like like uh having having a, a teammate who did that this this past year it's just like so cool to see that happen and just like like it really just makes you want it more you know so like like uh just in the long term just hopefully hopefully get to the top just uh keep climbing, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's all you can really do just, uh, go for it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get there.
1: Yeah. And even like post-collegially, I think I could speak for the both of us. And I say, like, we'd both love to run professionally. Um, obviously, like, I think it's important to be realistic, but as of right now, like all I got is time right now. So (laughs) I think that, yeah, of course I'm like, I feel like there's no harm in, in shooting for, shooting to be NCAA shoot for NCA title shooting to run pro like like I said like this is the thing we love to do the most um, of course I'm gonna shoot for the the loftiest goal as possible because that's that's like the the pinnacle of the sport and so if I could if my career could be to run every day then there's nothing more I could ask for so um, so yeah, I, I think that's basically both of us have a similar plans similar aspirations at least you could say
0: yeah I agree. Yeah. That was inspirational, I will say. Miles, if you're taking notes for the Instagram, this needs to go into a reel. Um, <laughs> but that was, that was truly inspirational. I think it's awesome to see you guys come out from Conard and do all the awesome things that you guys have done so far. Um, but moving on to more sort of like a fun, fun sort of segment, I guess we're going into. Um, food. The Bay Area is, I, I say it's known to have some really great food. Um, how has the Palo Alto area been treating you guys? How's the Bay Area been treating you guys when it comes to the food?
1: yeah i mean it's been it's been great uh i think we're a little bit limited by the fact that we're on our own dime you know things are expensive around here but um (laughs) but i think that in general like the places that i've tried have been really good um i know there's like the popular ramen place in, in palo alto the ramen nagi i think it's called um and i like japanese food i like ramen so i've been there like twice i really like it there um where else have we been i think i've had serene's the indian food um in palo alto which i really liked as well um
2: Crepe vine, vine's a classic <laughs> that's, that's yeah a good, that's a, i mean that's yet good to
1: one. go to nobu um so we'll have to look for an opportunity there maybe maybe slide in with a group dinner or something but um <laughs> but yeah I don't, uh if you guys have any recommendations i'll be happy to take them because i don't really know the places to go to but everything i've tried so far it's been uh it's been good
0: yeah, you can't miss with in and out if you guys haven't stopped by there, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of
2: course, of course, yeah. You gotta, you gotta go to an In-N-Out.
3: It's like that's like the first thing we do whenever we, go, whenever we go home, home break. You know, Mom, can we get In-N-Out?
1: Yeah, we haven't been yet. I've been before, yeah. like, uh-huh. a couple of years ago, I want to say. But I haven't been yet in this uh, this stint out here, so that is a good, uh, a good thing we should put on the list, to be honest.
0: Yeah, if you guys get a chance to go up north, like, into San Francisco, and there's so many good spots... I'd say like maybe in like, where, where is it? Coal Valley, um the in the Sunset area, in the Richmond. Okay. I mean if, if you like if you like Japanese food, there's some killer killer ramen downtown.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, you'll have I, to send those I'll over because I'll take it.
0: Yeah, um
3: if you guys if you guys are here in the summer, go go hit up Patchy's pizza so he can can get some. I'll be shit. working there and get you guys the display. Oh,
1: sounds good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um I guess another like bay area cultural kind of thing um you know what? what's some like west coast bay area i guess slang or terminology you guys have like learned oh
2: i don't know yeah, it's, I, like, it's hard to separate what's like team terminology versus like <laughs> bay
1: area yeah <laughs> i think i think one of the one one of the things that i've noticed is i never heard before coming out here i never heard raw like yeah. that's only really a west coast thing i feel like that that doesn't happen on the east coast so like he's so raw at running whatever um definitely has has been i'm not sure i haven't picked that one up myself yet
2: yeah yeah um, that, one, that one's a, that's a hard hurdle to um, hurdle to overcome and then
1: that's the thing i don't know waxed probably isn't west coast but that's definitely something i started saying after i came here and now i probably said it five times in this podcast so like <laughs> I, I love that word so but yeah, it's kind of hard to like remember what i said before and whatnot but waxed and waxed and raw are the two the two that pop out i guess
3: i, I think the classics one is, is what hella hella is um
1: oh Hella. Yeah, I feel like I
3: was saying earlier before. I yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Apparently, apparently it's, like a, apparently, it's like a West Coast thing or like Bay Area, but yeah, I, 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 I guess I that know. might
1: be. Yeah, I, I like it because I, I was already saying it, so now I fit in even more. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I mean, any any new music taste, any clothing, any anything new about the Bay Area culture that sort of popped out? I feel like like my
2: like my music taste. I don't know if it's been like from the Bay Area, but like like I like. <sighs> I don't know, my my music taste is like all over the place. I would say that like when I got here, like I started listening to a lot of Steve Lacey. Like and a lot of people in my dorm were, were like were picking up on that. Like like Tyler Tyler the creator and Steve Lacey were like two oh, yeah. big artists in the beginning of the year. Um but now like I don't even I don't even know where to where it's going. <laughs> it's like it's just all over the place.
1: Yeah, I feel like like Frank Ocean's pretty big out here too. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I don't know if yeah, I feel like I probably have, like, changed, but it's kind of hard to, like, identify.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, like, moving out here to the East Coast, you know, you have all these, like, different terms and stuff. As far like, because, you know, hockey's huge out here. So oh, it's, geez, it's not hockey. as big as the various, you know, you learn all those terms Um, that, that I kind I'm not going to lie, I kind of say them ironically just to make fun of people. But <laughs> <laughs> You don't mess with the East Coast slang? No, I mean, I, mean, I think it's really creative and all, but I actually, I, I mean, I may have picked up a few, a few here and there, but, right, right,
0: right. yeah. Like, like sentences have come out of people's mouths who play hockey that I can't decipher a single word. <laughs> yes. um. no,
3: yeah, hockey players
1: definitely are up to date on the slang, I would say. That's gotta be the most up to date sport, for sure, in that category.
0: <gasps> yeah, I think it's time that runners start a wave of- run- Yeah, I know, we down.
1: gotta get on it. We gotta make our own slang.
3: Yeah, we gotta start with wax, right there. So yeah, wax. exactly, there wax is a
1: good one. It's the most applicable term for every time you get it. <laughs> wax and in, in a workout race whatever it is or if you're waxing somebody so you know it goes both ways
0: all right i mean yeah guys those are all the questions we have for you thank you guys for taking the time where can people find you online whether it's instagram strava we've heard a couple of youtube channels thrown out there so feel free to give um, any shameless plugs
1: yeah i mean we're both on instagram and strava um yeah i think i don't know what my strava is at all probably just
0: tell them
1: <laughs> if you look it up i would come up Um, Instagram, I think my Instagram is like Callum underscore
2: and then el zero four. 4 Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, like Gavin S underscore 511 on Instagram, uh, public on both Instagram and Strava, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're both public on both places, so so. you can check the training, um, you know, I think, I think that's something that's cool is most of the guys on our team are public Strava, so you can, you know, look at the training, um um nothing nothing to hide do it if you want um but uh but yeah
0: i mean sweet thank you guys for taking the time once again this has been the run fast podcast this will be out on instagram we'll have their all their stuff in the show notes so you guys can find their strava their instagram and whatnot that'll all be in the show notes thank you guys for listening um and that's about it we'll see you in the next one